0: Hi, I'm Maya, and my pronouns are she and her.
1: Hi, I'm Angela, and my pronouns are they and them.
0: And this is Nisha the podcast where we tackle niche topics and relevant issues, including race, gender, and how to leave a first date's house when you realize they don't own hand soap.
1: Welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast. You can also find us on social media platforms, Instagram, and TikTok, at Nisha Pod. Let's get into
0: this week's episode. So what the fuck is up, Angela?
1: Um. I've been having mouth issues this week. Oh? Like, one really big mouth issue. Um, I burnt the top of my mouth, but not just, like, a little, like, ah, that hurt.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I was eating a Trader Joe's microwave burrito in my office. Okay. And I don't know if I'm, like, my office is, has two doors, and they remain open at all times. And also my boss's desk is in there. So there mm-hmm. are three other people in the room while I take my first big bite of this very hot burrito. <laughs> One of the people is holding a baby. So at this point, we're at like, what, five people in the room total, mm-hmm. including myself? Yeah. I take a bite. It's it's too hot. But there were so many people just looking at me that I couldn't, I didn't want to spit it out. It was covered in sour cream and salsa already. Like, it looked mangled to begin with. <sighs> oh, Angela. And so I just held it in. I got the fattest fucking blister.
0: You held burning burrito in your mouth?
1: Yeah, I tried to, like, swish it around.
0: Ew. (laughs) Angela, no. Yeah,
1: and I ended up burning the upper left corner of my mouth so bad that I got, like, a long blister.
0: Angela, why?
1: And I could feel the liquid. Why did they
0: silence you?
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't think anyone would have, well... There would have been that moment of like, did you just spit out your burrito? But I think it would have been fine. I should have just spit it out.
0: I think, I mean, is it a little Aco Taco? Yes. But I think you should always spit out something that you want to spit out, honestly.
1: Mm. And that's the lesson I learned. Yeah. Uh, because I got a blister with fluid in it that I could feel swish around <gasps> ew, ew, ew. when I drank water. Like when I swallowed, I could feel it move to the back of my mouth and like move forward in the blister.
0: Angela, is it still there?
1: Uh, no. Luckily, it was in my mouth, so like it healed really quickly because it's all wet and warm in there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so today it's just been the skin's just been peeling Ew, off, so Angela. I've been feeling that. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and it's like kind of raw up there because it's like new skin.
0: You like actually burnt the hell out of yourself?
1: No, like I burnt the shit out of my mouth. Not just like ah,
0: burn my mouth. That's well, gonna hurt. And for 10 I feel minutes. like sometimes i've burnt my taste buds before mm-hmm. i've never burnt my literal the rest of my mouth
1: mm-hmm.
0: well i'm sorry for your mouth
1: it's okay that's not oh my god now i'm just like playing with the extra skin with my
0: tongue <gasps> angela no and that is where i draw the line You <laughs> ew <laughs> no i spit food out because i'm just like and what what you may just keep that no
1: I don't know why I made the decision to keep it in.
0: I'll put a little little napkin over it. I'm like, now I'm polite. I just... I I do have the problem, though. Something
1: about a microwave burrito is already so shameful that like, I couldn't have a spit-out microwave burrito sitting in front of me.
0: Yeah, microwave burritos are their own phenomenon.
1: And it tasted fine. But it was embarrassing.
0: (laughs) You're wild for that. I do have the bad habit of... (laughs) do you are you ever like chewing something and you're like something's off in this bite i will like try and get it out like i won't like just spit the whole thing out or Mm -hmm. like keep on going i'll be like let me try and move it to the front try to like separate it
1: from the rest so you can pick that and then like
0: (laughs) yes and it's gross (laughs) it is gross (laughs) it's gross but like that's what i go to
1: but for some reason society
0: society then it was
1: rude to spit your fucking food out
0: society thinks it's rude to sieve through your food after you've chewed it and then put it back in your mouth and i don't know why
1: use your tongue like a sifter
0: that's what they call me Mm-mm-mm. tongue sifty tongue
1: tongue sifter
0: exactly my what the fuck is up with you i hate this time of year <laughs> it's really bad it's the worst um we all know that I'm a contrarian who doesn't like to do things that other people do.
1: Can you tell us what time of year it is so that maybe Oh
0: yeah. Um it's November twenty-third. It is <laughs> holiday it's, season.
1: It's Wednesday, November twenty-third. Uh-huh.
0: It's holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh it's bad. It's the last two months of the year and it's trash. Mm-hmm. Just because and here's why i've really become a scrooge because everyone's like "Mm, cozy happy whatever which is fine but i have to hear about it all the time because it's just like obviously like what's the word (laughs) i was gonna say a social construct um socially accepted that everyone's like i love the holidays which is good for them but i can't escape it i can't there's no way to escape it like nothing nothing's open on thanksgiving nothing's open on christmas and everyone's everyone asks what are you doing and then people get weird when i'm like oh i'm not doing anything because i don't want to essentially is the reason and they either like get weird because they are only expecting positive answers or they get weird because they want to know more and like oh is your family fighting or something and then when i say no like, you
1: know how every like every couple of weeks I'm like,
0: I'm going to start lying more?
1: hmm That's one of those scenarios that I would start lying. Like, hell yeah. My family is fighting and they have been for generations and this is what's up. Because it's none of your business.
0: That's fair. Ugh. I, I just get frustrated because I don't want to talk about it to begin with. Mm-hmm. So then to be like, I'm going to put, Yeah. It's just strange. I can't escape it and it's just like, yeah, I don't want to do holidays. I'm a Scrooge the last 2 months of a year. That's fine. And it's not even that like, well, one I don't like the the hol like the literal holidays. I don't really believe in them. But also participate in a little festivity. I just won't do it with my family. And I've been like <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing. Vulnerability corner. I've been like um cuz everyone asks, "What are you doing for the holidays?" Mm, low-key being like, oh, I wish someone would invite me to their thing. I wish someone would ask me. Wish someone would just, like, take me in like the sad, sick puppy that I am. No such luck. But, you know.
1: Um, I'm shocked to hear that you want to be taken in.
0: Why? I'm so needy.
1: (laughs) Yes, that aligns with what I know about you, but I, you just are contrarian and from what i've heard from you is that you hate it simply because you hate the holiday is mm-hmm. like what you were really stressing on last year you were like no i cannot get behind thanksgiving i cannot get behind christmas i just can't fucking do it and i was like okay cool that's great uh so now i'm learning more that it's
0: yeah i mean i do hate the holiday but i also it's like we've made it so that it's so hard to like exist as a person who doesn't celebrate thanksgiving or christmas what is there to do all of my people are with doing things with their people and i can't even walk around the grocery store not an option like it's just there's nothing to do so it's yeah
1: it's very weird i also hate this time of year um because like you said there's no escaping it like people fucking started like two weeks ago signing off emails like happy holiday Happy, happy holidays. Happy, what, oh, I hope you, I hope you have a lot of good things to eat this holiday. I hope, and I'm like, wh- and I was making, like, a conscious effort not to, like, mm-hmm. publicly address the holiday. I yeah. guess with people that I don't know, like, what they do, what they celebrate, what their situation is. Because, like you said, like, it's such a sensitive thing. And, like, yeah. it's been a sensitive thing for my family. And things always go awry. And no one's yeah. ever very happy. So, like, it's something I don't ask. and Yeah. It, it is inescapable. Everyone asks. And everyone mm-hmm. feels... Privy to that information. But I don't think that they think that's what they feel privy to. Right? Like, Right. Telling someone what you're doing for the holidays. Like, that's kind of... That's very, like, intimate. And inviting someone to spend the holidays with your family is a very intimate thing. And so, like, even asking about that is, like...
0: nah, It's just intense. And it happens at places that I don't want to happen at. I'm going to segue into other things strangers have said to me that piss me off. right? <laughs> <Great. laughs> because... At one point in my life, I really was against a uh, stranger small talk. Mm-hmm. Like, and if someone came up to me in the grocery store and was like, hey, how you doing? I would be like, I'd go home and be pissed for two days. Like, I'd be like, leave me alone. And I've grown out of that. I am I don't always love it. But I am not as mad as I used to be about it. So, this week I went to, where did I go? Oh, I went to the grocery store before work because they have... A coffee shop in it. Anyway, so I ordered coffee. I went in the Hy-Vee and I went to the bakery to get a donut. So I go up to the counter with my one donut in a bag, and I'm like, just one donut. It's fully seven thirty-six in the morning, and this freaking geezer. That's not. That's kind of like that's whatever. I'm mad at him. I shouldn't be mad at him because he's old, but I am mad at him. This this person who I don't like. Meh. He was like, you know what my dad used to say, "Those'll kill you faster than the bullet." A donut? Yes, a donut. A donut. And so I literally—I'm <laughs> actually kind of proud of how I handled this. I went, "Sure." He's like, uh-huh, "You, n- <laughs> you know," <laughs> and it like kind of made him feel weird. And I was like, "Yeah, dude," because I- stop. Ever heard of stopping?
1: One of my favorite things I heard recently was this lady on TikTok who's, like, a boundary coach, which.
0: I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I've been taking notes.
1: And she told, she was, like, something I like to say is, what was it? It was, like, I don't think that's something you should share with me. I don't think I'm the right person to share that with Right.
0: Way. I'm not the person you should be sharing that with.
1: And I loved that.
0: I took notes. Like, your
1: ideals on food are not something you should be sharing with me.
0: Literally. Yeah, we'll have to find that person's name because literally I found them uh, a couple weeks ago and literally, like, took out my journal and wrote down a bunch of the things they had suggested and then, like, riffed off of it and was, like, specifically for my job. Mm -hmm. What are boundaries I could say in my workplace? And then she has some around, like, food and stuff, but yeah, like, specifically for the fat phobia I see every day or whatever, like, weird diet culture shit I see every day.
1: That's really smart. I... Never thought about engaging with it, I guess, in that way. But, yeah, that's... I liked it. Having work boundaries is...
0: Yeah. It, well, yeah, and it's it's funny, too, because it's like... You, after working your job f- until you're comfortable, you know that that person's gonna, whatever, be a Debbie Downer. That person's gonna bring up their diet. That person's gonna be toxic positivity. Yeah, be prepared.
1: One time, just to shake shit up, people in my office were talking about losing weight and i was like i'm actually trying to gain weight and they just looked at me and i just shrugged my shoulders and went to the bathroom
0: it's so weird
1: they were like what and i was like "Mm, gotta go
0: it's so weird it's so because i was like what are you gonna fucking say to me oh
1: like what are you gonna be like no you i dare you you right like (laughs) i fucking dare you try me i'm looking to fight about fat phobia
0: I love that. <laughs> we all should be. So speaking of fat phobia, um, what the fuck is up with me? I was on a panel for the YWCA of Greater Pittsburgh ah! last week talking about noir and fat phobia. And it was really fucking cool. It was really fucking cool. Virtually? Yeah, virtually. I got paid for it. I got paid.
1: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking cool. Isn't that crazy? You can find this bitch on YouTube even.
0: Yeah, I'm on YouTube. I'm going to like maybe cut into clips and put it on my website. Yeah, it was really exciting and it was just a really great space to talk about like fat phobia and to find like community in that because I feel like I haven't found many communities with people who have started to do the work. I mean, like, I have you, but like, I have you. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's really about it. So,
1: did you? It was really cool. Did you get invited to this or was this something you like sought out and applied for?
0: No, I got invited specifically. It was my first like invite know. yeah so i applied to do something for the university of pittsburgh this summer and presented and then someone who saw me present there thought of me when they were looking for presenters for this
1: holy shit dude isn't that so cool you're so close to beginning flowed out
0: i'm about to be flew out bitches uh, flew out i got flued out <laughs> <laughs> Flewed out was a wild time on the internet
1: oh my god
0: Everyone's like, I got flew out. I got flew like, out. You flew with the spirit luggage. What are you okay, talking about?
1: But would you let somebody flew you out? Like an internet stranger?
0: Now, today? No. Okay. A, yeah, a stranger? No at various times in my life yes yeah would
1: you qualify as not an internet stranger
0: well i mean people start like dating through the internet right i've dated a few people through the internet
1: right have you ever
0: dated someone through the internet
1: let's not talk about it
0: really yeah okay that's fine um i've had a fair share i just from omegle but flew it out <laughs> i'm imagining me and my like 15 year old oh supposedly omegle boyfriend from like texas who i don't even remember his name i think he's still on my phone as like babes with uh-huh. seven hearts being like a come to tiny town in texas
1: did y'all ever talk on the phone
0: mm, we talked on oh i think a couple times because we met on omegle so we met like video chat mm-hmm. and then we texted all the time we texted like back and forth for years and years and years like
1: yeah well, I mean in that way then I kind of like in my adult life had an internet boyfriend. My Irish boyfriend.
0: Okay, so yeah.
1: Like which is essentially Just an internet different, boyfriend.
0: Different ages of internet boyfriend.
1: Yeah, like we met and then we were internet boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. I hate the way my midwestern accent says internet.
1: Internet.
0: Internet. Internet. In the internet. In
1: the internet. internet.
0: <laughs> it's really bad. In the internet.
1: Maya, are you ready to get into fuck, marry, kill, but not?
0: Yes, I am. So your options for fucking, marrying, and killing, but not are someone to steal, or we're going by decades, to steal their fashion, to steal their hairstyles, or to steal their pop culture. And then we're choosing who we're going to steal this from based on decades, and we'll go with United States history, right? So... Stealing something from the 1990s, the 2000s, or the 1940s. So, like, steal the fashion of 90s, 2000s, 1940s. Right? like, I get it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Well, they don't have the visual, you booty butthole. Okay, okay. Steal the hairstyle of the 90s, 2000s, 1940s. Or steal the pop culture of the 90s, 2000s, or 40s. Are you ready to give me uh, uh, to fuck and marry and kill? Are you giving ready? Yes. (laughs)
1: Okay, so this one I've got a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got activities and then locations you can do them in. Your activities are host a holiday party, record a podcast, or volunteer. Your locations are a pet shelter, a morgue, or a police station.
0: I wish one of these options was hide a dead body, because then I would do it at the pet shelter. But... (laughs) Or the police station, honestly. I was going to say the police station Um, would be a good place. Okay, so...
1: Like, frame an officer. Really get in there. I don't
0: want... I
1: don't... You don't want to do any of these things? I
0: don't want to volunteer any of these places. (laughs) If I volunteer at the morgue, I could... Mm, No. Okay. (laughs) So... (laughs) I'm trying to make it work. As The math isn't mathing. So I would host a holiday party in the police station. Okay. Because those motherfuckers know how to party in almost a bad way. And we could, I'm sure, get ourselves into some fun shit. Like, I'm sure open enough doors, try enough keys. Something fun is awaiting you, you know. uh, I would record a podcast in the morgue. Because it would be quiet. Mm-hmm. um, And a little chilly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, I just had a very morbid thought. And I was like, maybe you could use something as a fidget toy. A body part. I don't know.
1: Okay.
0: okay. Speak your truth.
1: I wonder how stiff a dead body is.
0: Uh, I believe it depends. I've been in a couple morgues. Okay. You've been in a morgue? No. Why was I in that morgue? <laughs> I wanted to be a doctor for a hot minute. I think that's where it came from. And they were like, Morgue, I guess. Uh, How stiff is a dead body? Pretty.
1: Okay. Pretty that's stiff. what I assumed.
0: Pretty stiff. I mean, movable, mm-hmm. but pretty stiff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and then they pump you full of stuff. I think it's because once you get to a funeral home or wherever they send you, then they pump you full of stuff that, like, takes out your blood and all the things that are keeping you rigid. You Yeah. Know? sure they have to like let all your blood out they put you in a big tub and then they slit your major veins and they let all your blood out into the big tub because they don't bury you with your blood and they like fill you up with foam and stuff i'm shocked
1: (laughs) i'm and yet people are you know much about
0: embalming no okay
1: and yet people are out here like I don't want to be cremated because I don't want my body to be burned. Bitch, you want it
0: to be stuffed with foam? Get a grip! I'm pretty sure, well, at least when I learned about it, they talked about, yeah, they let all your blood out and then they, like, put stuff in your veins that, like, expands so you still have, like, a shape. That's just drag. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> Fill me up with glitter, daddy. So, okay. Uh, yeah, record a podcast morgue because drag. And... I guess, but I would volunteer at the pet shelter. You know how I feel about pets, and you know how much I don't like pets, is because all of the options, all of these options would be bad at a pet shelter, because you can't do anything there. It's not a place where you don't
1: want to eat there. You don't want to do anything there.
0: No, it's a shelter. No, Um, but you could
1: have a holiday party for people you hate at a pet shelter.
0: I think that would really i was thinking about that i'm like maybe that would shed some light to be like if someone's like cuddled up kissy lovey like letting a dog <laughs> lick the back of their mouth like that would be the biggest of red flags
1: or like sharing a fork with a dog
0: if you don't wash your hands between petting and the dog and eating the food the finger food straight to jail
1: and doing anything else
0: how about that straight to jail no i might agree I do agree.
1: I pet, literally, I pet the dog I live with and then I wash my hands. Literally. Because, A, what Same. do I look like smelling like a dog? Mm hmm. Second of all, I've watched him do disgusting things. <laughs> I watch him lick his nasty little dog wiener. Mm hmm. And he's never taken a shower.
0: He, what was the last time he exfoliated? His clothes honor.
1: tongue just scraping (laughs) against wiener. Yeah.
0: Uh. So yeah, I probably I have volunteered at a pet shelter. Why did I do that?
1: Why did you do that? that What did you do while you were there? Maybe
0: it was Girl Scouts. Mm. I unfortunately did a lot of things with animals for Girl Scouts.
1: What did you do while you were there?
0: I think we had to like walk them. Oh, maybe clean stuff.
1: All right. I don't like that's.
0: Yeah, I think we had to like wipe shit down. And then I was sneezing all over the place. That's
1: freaking labor laws.
0: So they put me at the front. Yeah,
1: you're a child.
0: That's like crazy. I that was like that in the morgue were memories that were like really far back in the catacombs, <laughs> like really far back.
1: Speaking of child labor, Mm-hmm. did you ever with the Girl Scout troop like clean up the stadium after the football games or like hear of people doing that?
0: Um, with, like, I know like, they did it. And shit? Yeah, I know sports teams have done it. I didn't. I never. I never had to do it. What the fuck? I know some places do it as service. Like, I think if you're an adult and you're doing it as service, that makes sense to me. I think doing it as mandatory part of, like, a team or a girl or anything for a child, I think is weird.
1: I think it's free labor and you should pay those people. If you get...
0: If you oh, no, I do from, think you should get paid. Yeah. Do You
1: know how much fucking money stadiums make?
0: Do you know how much... All, like a fucking hot dog you're gonna pick up a hot dog off the ground that costs eight fifty.
1: fucking for real like and you're gonna exploit children
0: yeah it's wild to me that they ask children to do it i could see an adult volunteering mm-hmm. i don't know why you'd be like okay kids this is both cardio and illegal i wouldn't
1: let my child no i would be like my child's not participating
0: yeah that's fair i feel like i'm gonna be the most annoying mother ever
1: I, too, feel like
0: I'm going to be an Mama, parent. Mom, all the other kids are working in the coal mines. I'm sorry, Shakira. Sit back down. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, Shakira. I care about your lungs. I'm sorry, Shakira.
0: Go back to playing the French horn. You haven't done your 30 minutes.
1: How do you think you're going to be able to play a French horn and have cancerous lungs? You can't.
0: Exactly, Shakira. Angela, what has been minorly inconveniencing you lately?
1: You know, I had a feeling you were going to ask me that. Um, stools without backs. I'd rather stand.
0: Stools. Stools. I heard schools. Stools. Okay, stools. Stools in general. Yeah. Stools are bad. What's going on with a stool? Because it's not, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to sit that way. No. How do you balance?
1: Unless you're doing like an open like poetry night and you're like sexily got one yeah you know what
0: i'm saying no because to me that's the only way to comfortably quote sit on a stool is to like perch a quarter of a butt it's a lean it's a place to lean a quarter of your butt cheek
1: it's not a place to sit oh no and those godforsaken restaurants that are like you want to sit in the bar seats and i'm like no i do not want to sit at that high ass table with no back
0: no i'm like clenching my thighs for fucking an hour and a half trying to like not
1: (laughs) and then you get sold the lie right that your posture is that oh your posture is that My muscles are not strong enough to sit like that. So, yes. You're right. (laughs) My posture's bad and I'm weak. Give me a fucking chair with a back. Posture. Schmoster.
0: Uh, Exactly. Mm -hmm. What about you? Mm.
1: What's been grinding your gears?
0: So, this is interesting because when we first uh, revamped our segments, I had written a list, right? So, I was looking at that list. And I chose this one because it does minorly inconvenience me inconvenience me but i am also reframing how i think about it so okay. i am minorly inconvenienced when i have to resend an email because someone doesn't know where it is so you know this we're office workers yeah <laughs> we work in offices we have emails and we do and we use them mm-hmm. so much
1: more than we'd like to
0: literally and yeah so there's this thing Mm-hmm. Of like it's funny to me, especially working in an office with a lot of people, how disorganized some people can be. I'm like, our whole job is to be on the computer. Like, we can't do anything unless we are on the computer. Like, to get there and to finish. Like, and so people who will be like, oh, I missed that email. Can you resend it? Blah blah blah. And it's funny to me when it's like a random thing. Like, oh, did you see? jimmy's putting together a recreational flag football team like no i didn't see that email if i need it you might have to resend it but if i'm like urgent tax sensitive information planning notes and you're like "Mm, can you resend it it does piss me off
1: and like where did you lose it
0: but it's also crazy because things do get lost (laughs) sometimes that shit gets lost
1: you lose emails
0: i have sometimes me too and they'd be fucking going but also where does it go and that's the real question they're like socks in the dryer right the modern woman doesn't lose socks in the dryer she loses emails in the inbox but so i was talking to my boss recently and i said something about like oh i don't have that email can you resend it and i like apologize because that's a fucking annoying thing to do and she's like no it's fine and she was telling me that she hates when people won't resend an email or if they'll be like per my last email or like if you had consulted the email i already sent and i was like oh my god that like specific brand of like uh quote professional language is passive aggressive
1: yeah which is something you try not to do it blew
0: my mind
1: (laughs) it blew it
0: it blew it <laughs> it blew it. Oh my god, it was crazy. Cause were
1: you thinking of it as more just like a
0: As like hel- a do-your like job. Like a
1: reminder, like a Yes. You should have been on this, so why weren't you?
0: Essentially. Yeah. Or like a yeah. And like literally once I put two seconds of thought into it, right. I was like, yeah, I'm saying that I'm minorly inconvenienced by this, but I'm not. I'm saying hmm, right. if you could do your job.
1: Right, but I'm I being bitchy be about it.
0: Literally. Yeah. I was like, am I the asshole? No, because I don't usually say those things. But I didn't think that there was anything wrong with them, and now I was, I'm was i rethinking it.
1: But you do get mildly annoyed by them.
0: Which I think is fair. I
1: think that's fine, too.
0: I get mildly annoyed when you know what I mean? The person in front of me doesn't, you know, go fast enough at the green light, and then they go, and now I'm, now I'm trying to brush.
1: How do you feel about people with road rage?
0: Actual road rage? Where they're like, inflamed mad for a hot minute i think is weird me too i think it's really weird i do i did go through a hot minute of like i would curse at people in the car and then i was like i think that's weird <laughs>
1: i think it's weird too and like it's not helping so like
0: i know when they can't hear you <laughs> it's,
1: and like it's not helping it's not making me feel any better it's just making me feel worse actually
0: yeah because oh you know how to drive and it's like
1: Okay, so a way I've been gauging how I'm feeling and like my depression
0: mm-hmm.
1: is how recently, like, I've been really testy and it's come mm. out of the car because I've just been uh. like, what the fuck, man? And then I'm like, you don't-, <laughs> Italy, you don't normally do that. Like, you don't normally care. Or I'm like, yeah, that's funny. You're a shitty driver and it never amounts to more than that. But I'll be like, yeah. you fucking suck. And then I'm like, yeah. we don't do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of like, Dude, or mm-hmm. no, you know, you couldn't do that. Like, right, or that. like, come on. But I'm man. not like, you fuck My dad has such bad road rage, he'll like throw in a slur every now and then. And I'm like, you've got to stop. Oh, my <laughs> aunt, too.
1: It's, I don't want to be in the car with her anymore. Like, or I, I <laughs> she's like screaming. And I'm like, it's so For weird. What?
0: Oh, literally. And then to be a passenger, just like, so uh, that's crazy. Literally. Like, it's, yeah, it's weird hmm yeah it's gross i
1: don't like it
0: no i agree yeah so like how's i tying this in oh yeah it's annoying mm. but you also it's chalking it up to like okay
1: sometimes shit happens chalk
0: it up to the game people make mistakes people are bad drivers people lose emails
1: i do find myself i find myself in the office getting annoyed at people who forget something's happening
0: like a event or a meeting
1: yes like
0: who no because i did that this week (laughs) like a
1: meeting or like a tour like an interview i'm like yeah hey you should but you should have been on it and like it's hard for me as someone who like usually like not i don't want to sound like that person like i always remember i'm always on top of it because of course things happen but like for the most part i'm pretty good about it right i've had people i rarely forget so when other people do i'm like
0: figure it out no i feel so on that vein you know how i feel when people aren't prepared yeah i try really hard to be fine Mm -hmm. but i get fucking (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy because some of us are prepared. Some of us get prepared. Like I just get so fucking annoyed about it. Um I just get so fun And then I just end up being like, well, y'all suck. Anyway, figure it out. Like I just get so fucking annoyed. And the calendar thing does get me because it's like I'm incredibly I'm a late person. I'm time blind. I like being late. But I show up to every meeting I'm scheduled to show up to. Like, mm-hmm. literally. So and that doesn't mean that, like, other people don't deserve grace. But, like, I had someone miss an entire meeting with me this week. Like, a coworker. Not, like, a student. Like, and then be like, oh, I just got caught up talking to blah, blah, blah. Cool. That's
1: what I don't like, cool. too. Like, then you, like. Cool. Don't play it off.
0: Wasted my fucking time. Like, you didn't time. waste
1: somebody's time. Or, like, leave someone hanging. I'm like.
0: But you know what we need? We need a boundary phrase for that. Yes. Because. I really had to fight myself. This is my literal supervisor to not be like, I'm not in charge of your schedule. You need to be in charge of your schedule. I'm not Yes. You know what I mean? Like how I need a boundary phrase for that. Cause it is it is rude and it does like And they always want to be like oopsie and I'm like And it's when it's not the first or the second and it's not an accident. Like you're not a fucking minion. No oopsie. <sighs> I'm dying. <laughs> take it take We're it seriously. When you don't show up to meetings. That is disrespectful to me and my time and the work I need to do. But here's the thing about boundaries, right? You have to be like, it's the boundary for you. So how do we like, and I won't be going into meetings with you, supervisor. <laughs> right. If like you, I won't be
1: scheduling things
0: at all. <laughs> I won't do my job. I guess like what I, I have started doing has been like I I'm not going to reschedule this meeting because right. I showed up for the meeting. Right. You have to reschedule it. Yeah. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because I think like, and boundaries only take you so far because there's only so much shit you can do, like in that kind of an instance,
0: right? In it's a like, job, yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't be like, we're not going to talk about this. Like, we're not going to, this thing's not going to happen because you're not there.
0: Right. Shitty. It is shitty. We need a boundary first for that. So, yes. And like, boundary phrases and being direct something that person that you were that i think we're talking about the same person on tiktok um had said when they give examples of like here's a boundary phrase for x shitty thing or shitty situation is they give an indirect and a direct version Mm -hmm. because like it is important not everybody is either comfortable or has the experience or is in the situation to directly be like that was rude don't do that to me again or i'm leaving that kind of thing yeah So, like, there's room for both. I'm over being indirectly boundary setting. Yeah. I mean, other than that fucking weird-ass cashier at Heavy who I was like, sure, you weird man. Right. Like, that was an indirect boundary of, like, I'm not engaging with this. Right. I'm into, as someone who loves words, being like, you are bad and here's why. Stop. Stop.
1: I mean, I I think that's like so beneficial and so amazing, and I wish more people would do it.
0: It's fucking hard, so that we could
1: all get comfortable with it too. Because like, hearing you're bad and this is why, and you need to stop, people lose their fucking shit. Oh yeah, they lose their mind, mm-hmm. which is also unacceptable. Like, shut up.
0: It's a wild way to react. This is about me. <laughs> shut up. Stop. <laughs> Literally. You ready for carpet time? yes i'm excited
1: are you ready to learn always okay uh do you want to pull up your visuals do you have them
0: i do Do have have the appropriate visuals for this moment okay yes
1: awesome um so my topic this week is tennis and i was really excited when i got my topic um but i was like why i don't particularly love playing tennis i don't particularly love watching tennis um, but I, like came to figure out the reason I'm really excited about it is the same reason I'm excited about anything the clothing, okay, tennis outfits, okay, tennis outfits are so good um, so I'm gonna walk you through about the last hundred hundred twenty years of tennis fashion and how it evolved and what it brought us and what we still keep around in like mainstream fashion, yeah, um, which is why I've supplied you with photos. Can I ask a question, yes.
0: Didn't you play tennis?
1: I did. Uh my mom Privately. still plays tennis. She really likes it. I
0: Did you get to wear cute outfits?
1: No, I
0: just You always them. had on a cute outfit.
1: Yeah, I was in like 5th, 6th grade. I didn't really, I don't know, it's
0: an awkward. Time. I was just
1: wearing like athletic clothes. Yeah. It's a weird time. Just wearing Gauchos. I mean, Heelys. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I had
1: like I always liked getting like tennis shoes, but I wasn't really that into playing with, so I didn't really want the gear. Tennis shoes—they have to be like non-marking soles. Tennis shoes. Did did that just click?
0: I thought tennis shoes and sneakers were synonyms. No, to me they are.
1: Well, yes, colloquially, I think.
0: Yes, but like that tennis shoes, because I'm thinking of like I don't know when you see the list to go to school and they're like you need markers and crayons and non-marking tennis shoes, mm-hmm.
1: which if they just said tennis shoes would be implied because tennis shoes have to be non-marking soles.
0: Which I grew up calling them tennies.
1: I love the... I love tennis.
0: I love that.
1: Put on your tennis. Let's go. Because I wouldn't be
0: like, oh, let me get on my sneakers. Let me go put on my tennis shoes.
1: Even today. Sneaks.
0: Even today, I would be like tennis.
1: Sometimes I say sneaks. It's
0: because you're a sneakerhead. No. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I digress.
1: So, are you looking at your photos? <laughs>
0: Yeah, who's this hot drink of water? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so we're gonna start in Victorian England in the early nineteen hundreds. Um, the clothes that we're played in look terrible
0: they don't look like they're going that hard like that looks like a leisurely ass game
1: no and they've talked about it right like tennis started out much more leisurely because women originally oh. like played in corsets and like long dresses like how far are you oh, really like moving yeah mm. how far are you really moving if that's what you're wearing if you have like high collars long sleeves that's true um, but the clothes were all white A chastity belt yeah do you know why do you want to take a guess
0: because they played on green grass, mm-hmm. and ladies shouldn't go on the ground. So if you were on the ground, you would have a grass stain, and they would know that you were a, a bad woman. Okay, so
1: yes, that. And... Woo-hoo!
0: um,
1: It hit sweat. It hit sweat stains. Oh. And sweating was thought to be, like, gross. Like, gross. Like, ew. You're not supposed to, like exert yourself that hard that's what like poor people do
0: poor people sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
1: so tennis for tennis and like to to this day in tennis clubs the all-white rule like still stands in a lot of clubs and in Wimbledon the all-white rule still stands and Wimbledon is really really strict about their all-white rule um they've traded players underwear out like they've brought players new underwear because their underwear wasn't White, um, <laughs> like even down to the no shoes. To Federer me. had orange soles at Wimbledon and got in trouble for it. Um, yeah. Wimbledon is really strict, so that rule, the all-white rule at Wimbledon, still stood until November seventeenth,
0: twenty twenty-two. Oh, oh, oh!
1: That was last week. Yes, um, and now they allow. Female identifying women competitors to have dark undershorts because of menstruation. And that's it.
0: I got excited for nothing. <laughs> they were like, we want to hide sweat and menses. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You should have just left alone. I feel like that's almost more discriminatory. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, oh, you're bleeding? The hmm. way, so you have to wear dark or black Undergarments, if you are playing women's team, or it's an option, it's an option. I would free bleed all over those white fucking shorts. Me too. Oh, I would purposefully put a fucking balloon full of red dye in my kusi. Yeah, I would pre dye that shit. Like, before it even started. What are you gonna say? It's not like. That's so silly. Like it's my body. I also would like to describe these photos that were referenced.
1: Absolutely, please. That's why I provided them to you.
0: So the 1900s photo that Angela provided that I said doesn't look like it's going that hard, is. <laughs> mm, so let me say th- it's black and white. Let's start there, <laughs> and it. They, this person, this woman, kind of looks like almost like a old timey nurse, like mm-hmm. long seemingly to ankle length white skirt yes a line no pleats and then like a moto jacket type tucked in cropped but flouncy button-up collared shirt that looks like it has a clothes pin to hold the breast pieces together and then really it looks like slowly hitting a tennis like it looks like like a really leisurely hit of a tennis ball and then they have a uh like a uh, not a pin curl what's that called swoop Mm. (laughs) oh almost like finger curl finger waves yes but one because they're white a bang and then everything looks wooden you're welcome and there are children in the background and they look sad (laughs) they look like chimney sweeps (laughs) then <laughs> Serena Williams was born we moved
1: on we skip up 20 years because nothing much happened in the 1910s
0: just war <laughs> <laughs> terrible terrible nothing much in the there.
1: way of tennis <laughs> yeah Um. in the 1920s Suzanne Langlin played Wimbledon with bare arms and a knee length hemline which caused a ruckus and pleats and pleats um, she also wore what you see wrapped around her head is called the Langland bandeau, uh, which and went on to influence much twenties fashion, which you can just associate with flapper twenties fashion.
0: Would you say it caused a racket? Ah! Okay, I would. Did they wear like headband headpieces in the twenties? I don't feel like I knew that. You don't think of like a 20s Gatsby party where the bitches all put the mm. headbands around the outside of their hair. I understand. Yes. I. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. And so do the okay. Okay. I'm in. So this picture yeah. This person looks like they're hitting the ball a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. More of a swoop to it. Um, yeah. You can see calf and ankle. The shoe looks eh. But yeah. White pleated knee length skirt with a tucked in t shirty looking thing arms out goals bob haircut wide headband and then maybe just like a a lot of effort in the face
1: in the 1920s um there was a male player named Rene lacoste lacoste i'm not sure uh, but he was one of the best tennis players in the world and his captain promised to buy him a crocodile suitcase that he wanted if he won his match he lost his match, but the press started calling him the Crocodile because of the bet and his tenacity on the court. Rene loved the nickname, encouraged it, and asked his designer friend to sew crocodiles onto his white jackets for when he arrived at the court. In 1933, Rene went on to invent a lightweight cotton shirt that we would now think of as like a polo shirt. Oh, Lacoste. Yes. Started ah. the company Lacoste with André Gillier. Hmm. <laughs> yeah and started mass producing the shirts with the crocodile logo which lacoste brand mm-hmm. um and that was the first time we saw a branding using a logo what mm-hmm.
0: no yes really a logo like i mean
1: like an that was like, the name
0: of the company because like coca-cola existed right
1: on the outside of the, on clothing
0: Mm, I understand,
1: like huh. a logo on the outside that's of clothing where you can see, like
0: it. a like a purposeful branding. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Isn't that really crazy? That makes me think of so uh, podcast recommendation uh, uh, articles of interest. Yes, that's what it's called. Uh, that was really really amazing about the history and usage of different fashion and fashion garments. It blew my mind as someone who doesn't really know much about it. Uh, they have a new series out right now um about American Ivy and they were talking about uh that like branding and how at some point there were uh men's suits and like dresswear companies that their branding was like their cut of their fabric and the quality of their fabric but not necessarily like right, a, a literal logo or image associated with them mm-hmm. so i think that's really interesting especially like as far back as the 1930s to see like shifting from this idea of like the quality of this garment is our signature to like our name itself is worth something or our logo itself is worth something
1: like our image is worth something you can wear a polo shirt but if it doesn't have the crocodile it's not lacoste
0: that's interesting
1: um so if you'll turn to your photos i have a photo of him and i have a photo of the logo um he does look like he's really
0: lemon pepper stubble
1: he's putting on a show
0: oh yeah he's in a little crouch all white obviously
1: he's hitting a backhand Ooh, dropping it low
0: wearing like a beret yeah type deal and is that a one sleeve he's got on <gasps> oh i didn't even notice that yeah he's got one sleeve mm-hmm. um Maya won Angela 1000 for Maya noticing fashion things before Angela does. (laughs) I never... Angela's like, what a lovely garment. What a lovely like feather hat. And I'm like, they were wearing a hat? Like, I never (laughs) noticed. Uh, But yeah, he seems to be artfully racketeering. No. Mm -hmm. Racketeering is a different thing.
1: I don't know, but I like it.
0: Yeah, so that's what he's doing.
1: Maybe they wouldn't know if you hadn't told them.
0: True. And then the little crocodile logo is a little green crocodile like a honk, 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 honk. and he has a little red mouth and he's just a little patch
1: he's just chom chom chomming away
0: it is kind of cute it's cute
1: it is cute i like it and mm-hmm. i like the idea of it like big on the back of an all white jacket i think that sounds
0: mm-hmm. amazing
1: in the 1930s uniforms also got a little bit looser for women um kept their knee lengthness Helen Willis Moody preferred a pleated knee-length skirt, and she had a signature white visor, which is something I can picture on tennis players today. A white visor? Like, come on.
0: Are visors, like, notoriously tennis-related? I mean... Or no?
1: Yeah. Helen Willis... He's wearing
0: a... Bull- he's Helen wearing-
1: Willis Moody. Fucking it up in the visor. I don't think I included Oh, a photo. I didn't
0: know there were more pictures.
1: I don't think I included a photo of her, but... You're okay.
0: I don't know why I figured there were only three. Okay, cool. Exciting.
1: Yep, she was fucking it up, and I had a white visor that I loved. Um, And screw golf. I don't want to think of the visor as a golf-related item anymore.
0: Tennis, I think of it as a beach item.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's fair. I also think of it as, like, a mom attending a softball item. In the 1940s, Gertrude Moran caused a stir at Wimbledon because she intentionally wore shorts or, quote-unquote, panties. With lace oh. that peeked out as she played, designed by Ten Tenling. And that is the photo I included. Look at her legs.
0: Yeah, this one looks sporty. Mm-hmm. It's the first one that looks like a sport is being played. And she's got a little hair bow in the back. She's got a lot of angles going on with her body. She's beautifully posed. Um, and yeah, she looks strong. You can see a little lace panty. You
1: can see a little lace panty. So, But
0: she's still wearing a skirt. So were people upset that like... You couldn't see her coochie? Like, I don't...
1: Her skirt's definitely not knee-length.
0: Yeah. They are some the length
1: and that her undies are purposely peeking out.
0: I understand. And they're lacy. And it's got, like, a nice button-up, co- like, mm-hmm. buttoned collar peep type deal. Yeah. And, like, a frilly sleeve. It's cute. Mm-hmm. And, like, a, what are those called? Church Like, children's church socks that are, like, frilly and like frilly go frilly over socks? your shoe. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. I always
1: call them frilly socks. Mm-hmm. In the nineteen fifties, um, the whole thing turned like ultra feminine, ruffles, cinch waist. Yeah. Ted Lindling, the person who was responsible for the panties, was hired to um dress players for No Get Into This. The Virginia Slims tour. One of Sigrets? the cigarettes? Yes. One of the themes was menthol green and menthol green and blue.
0: No, cause I do love that. I, it it is cunt. This picture is giving don't worry, darling. Mm-hmm uh yeah it's like hyper feminine like cocktail fitted those called like flower-esque and there's a bow scalloped scalloped that's the word yeah and this person looks like your cousin she looks like fucking
1: katherine heigl i think
0: oh doesn't she
1: look like Catherine heigl
0: she does look like Catherine heigl that yeah. is and this is the first one we've seen where they're not playing a sport they're just posing (laughs) they're just modeling yeah (laughs) um this man did like copious
1: amounts of designing for tennis and the whole thing was fashion Mm. which is really insane to me like you're playing a sport
0: this makes sense to me with the 1950s though and Mm -hmm. war and to bring a league of their own into it Mm -hmm. the like to keep america alive we've got to feminize the sports yeah you know
1: gotta make them hot and sexy and related yeah. to cigarettes we don't want
0: them to be able to play sports we want them to look sexy and pretend to play sports Type shit. and sell cigarettes G- Yeah.
1: in the 1960s Tin Ling was still designing for American tennis women um, he was also designing dresses that were adapted for retailers and home sewers and this kind of is where mm. you start to see the rise of athleisure and sportswear Okay. Because people are taking home and wearing tennis outfits and they're not necessarily wearing them to play tennis. So it's not quite what you think of as athleisure today, right? But like, you're wearing athletic clothes to do something else. Yeah. You're wearing athletic clothes as a fashion statement.
0: And even like tennis clothes to do other athletic things that aren't tennis. Mm -hmm. That's interesting.
1: I thought so too. In the 1970s, Tennis players started to be able to compete as professionals. Professional tour circuits and primetime television offered more coverage coverage in living color, which challenged a lot of the all-white outfit rules. Um, people argued that if players were wearing different colors, you'd be able to tell them apart on the television better, and you'd be able to know who's doing what. Okay. So that really ushered in a lot of colors. Players were also now offered the rights to brand inclusions.
0: This is so, the '70s.
1: Yeah. Yes. So okay. this is where you see. Um, Stan Smith, which with one of the first sneaker deals ever in 1973, hmm. um, my Stan Smiths are m- one of my favorite shoes. He notoriously said, you could probably find a better shoe to play tennis in, but you couldn't find a cooler sneaker. Wow. Um, That's funny. Hilarious. Fila, which was originally a knitwear company, started making sportswear huh. with the endorsement of a Swedish tennis star named Bjorn Borg. Tennis was really booming. This is when America, tennis took over America. Which really makes sense to me. My mom was born in the 70s and she loves tennis. And I think that's when it really went mainstream in America. Okay. From in Europe and Britain and it just became an American. The Americans were playing it for leisure.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to think about how TV and branding played into it and how like it, the creative control and yeah leisure mm-hmm. of the sport wasn't really valued until it could be commodified
1: what blew my mind when researching this episode was like the real circle of it all right because like tennis fashion influenced regular fashion regular fashion influenced tennis fashion so it's just a nice little circle which i thought was beautiful um it's just amazing to me. Tennis brought you logos. Wild. I mean, I think have would have ineb- inevitably gotten the logos anyway under capitalism yeah. on clothing. Yeah. But
0: Lacoste walked so Coach could run. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you remember when everybody needed to have a Coach crossbody little square fucking bag that you couldn't oh, fit hell shit yeah. in?
0: Yeah. And you better. But I had two and one was silver.
1: Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. My, sister still,
0: my sister still carries that shit.
1: Okay, because it's a perfect going out person nobody talks about that
0: it really is no you're not wrong
1: it's the perfect size and it goes across your body
0: yeah i agree
1: fucking genius i
0: took <laughs> yeah it's something about being like branded to hell really had a hold on everybody because it were, was like
1: i can i bought i'm in eighth grade and i bought a coach bag mm-hmm. what was your first branded bag do you remember it ever mattering to you?
0: Bags never really—I've never really cared much about bags. um No, I knew. I think I got gifted a hand-me-down coach. Whatever my mom got a new one, and I got like her wristlet. Ooh. I didn't even have like a. Oh, the wristlets. Yeah. Were. Um, and it crashed me because my sister still carries one. And, like, not that she shouldn't, but, like, she's 18 and I haven't carried one since I was, like, that age. So it's just, like, a blast from the past. But, yeah, I had, like, her old wristlet that I would stuff, like, get everything I owned into. Um, and I didn't really care that it was coach, but I knew that it, that people, other people cared that it was coach, mm-hmm. you know?
1: It didn't matter much as much to you as it did to other people?
0: Yeah. I'm like, I know this is a status symbol. I don't necessarily know why or care but I do know it's like a status symbol. So
1: I just unlocked a memory of my first branded bag. Mm-hmm. One of my first. In the junior high I went to, everyone was carrying a purse.
0: In class?
1: Yeah, you like brought How your purse the to f- class.
0: That blows my fucking mind because we. I've never (laughs) gone to a school where you were allowed to carry a bag with you. Me the fuck either. Like, I don't know what kind of Twilight Zone. Well, yes, but like, I don't
1: know what kind of fucking Twilight Zone I was in that that was allowed.
0: (laughs) We who grew up in the 2000s have had too many school shootings and 9 11s to be allowed to carry a bag.
1: So I begged and cried. There was a radish velvet Juicy Couture purse that I wanted so bad and I got
0: was it expensive? I actually don't know how much Juicy Couture cost. It was Couture probably cost.
1: like $100 like and that's expensive. Yeah,
0: especially for a Especially tween. like
1: and I got it at like the TJ Maxx. Oh love. And it was probably like $80 to
0: $100. Yeah, that's a lot to give a, I a kid
1: loved it i wish i still had it it yeah was so soft and it like had a bunch of like j- like jangly shit off of it, it
0: you know what's funny is i know you as a fashion person and i've seen you like try and go through your bags and be like i don't need all these bags i'm gonna get rid of some and then you get rid of none but i don't know you to be a bag person I, you know i'm not like i, love, I like see my you- utilitarian
1: backpack and i carry like the same purse
0: yeah like i see you utilize all your other fun accoutrements and fashion things but i feel like i know you have bags and i know you like bags but i don't think of you as like
1: it's rare that i pull one out
0: a fun bag yeah
1: it's really rare that i pull one out
0: i have a decent amount of bags and they're all util they're all utility (laughs) (laughs) i have not one like
1: because what the fuck do i look like strapping a purse over my goddamn shoulder
0: and that's what gets me my favorite winter purse is like a weird length which really aggravates me. Like,
1: like if it can't go around my winter coat, I'm not wearing
0: it. And let's talk about that. I know because I need like I need one of my purses to be like extended because the strap is too short and it yes. looks like it's a choker. <laughs> and
1: and that's what I love about this here fucking backpack because I can adjust the straps to fit around my winter coat. And you better believe I'm never going without a winter coat for fashion. That is not something that I can do.
0: I did that for a even hot in minute. like the
1: bars. I won't. I won't do it.
0: I did that for a hot minute in college because I lost my winter coat at a party. <laughs> like, we got to the party, and it was, like, a house party. It was packed to the gills, and I ditched my... Oh, I loved that coat. It was, like, a, a fuzzy, gray north face. It was cute. Anyway, I ditched it behind the couch or whatever. And then, at some point, the cops came. Nothing happened. We probably could have stayed. I probably could have gotten my coat and been fine. But we were like oh we've got to run <laughs> so we ran and i didn't grab my coat and then i i didn't even know whose house it was so imagine me being like hey you at that party who you, who did you know there like hey who who lives there whose hey, house is you that you sent around
1: this message i'm hey, in a gray furry coat.
0: hey literally whose fucking house is that and they're like uh it's this man's and he's like i don't know who your fucking coat is that's so
1: funny and, and he, he didn't, didn't fucking like, care
0: i didn't have a coat <laughs>
1: I think, like, we should bring back coat checks everywhere.
0: Okay, because especially in the fucking Midwest, like, it doesn't make any sense that we have to, like, put on 30,000 layers to go outside to get to a place that you then have to carry around 30,000 layers. Yes. It's It's clinically
1: insane. It's something that drives me nuts. And I will...
0: I want it at the mall. I want it at the I want movie it everywhere. theater. I
1: want it literally everywhere. One thing, I will go to a bar and be attached to my coat all night. Like, I will hold my fucking coat in my arms. Yeah. Because I'm not I I'm not going to be cold. I'm not going to be cold. I refuse to be cold.
0: See, I will be cold, but I don't want to lose my shit. Because that'll be bad.
1: I lost the raincoat at a bar one time. I was there. My clear one.
0: I was there. I remember that. You just came out of the fray. Like, they stole my coat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my coat's gone. It was only a $13 coat, so it didn't matter. But I always did get compliments on that coat. No, it was so. a great coat. It was a good coat.
0: You were like, they stole my coat. And I was like, I'm going to pick a fight. <laughs> but not about your coat. <laughs> but not about the coat. <laughs> about anything else.
1: In the 1980s, tennis outfits became tighter. In 1985, Anne White wore a white unitard to Wimbledon and was asked to dress more traditionally the next day.
0: Oh, this person looks silly,
1: <laughs> but not because they're
0: not conservatively dressed. No, this person is fully wearing like because the crotch is too long. A, that's why they look silly. A green screen type suit. Yeah, a one. Well, I think
1: the feeling is that there's no body yaddy yada in it. It's not like when Serena Williams wore a unitard,
0: and that's the truth.
1: You know what I that's mean? That's
0: the truth. Yeah, you, they do just kind of look like an alien. That's fine. <laughs>
1: But what do you think about them being asked to dress more conservatively? Goofy. Stupid.
0: That's how you know that the rules are made up. Exactly. You can be covered head to toe, wearing all white, following every single rule, and just because you didn't do what they wanted you to do, you're not following the rules.
1: And at that point, I think, like, why not provide them a uniform?
0: Literally. Like, the high school swim team. Everyone's coochie been in this. Right. Put yours in it.
1: <laughs> and it should all be unitards.
0: hmm Like, you can but, tell yeah. me
1: at the same time, like, 1980s Miami was happening Wimbledon was like please take off the unitard like shut up
0: that's 1980s Miami
1: I don't know you don't think of just like fun color flashy
0: unitard workout you can't tell me that during the Cuban Missile Crisis that Miami (laughs) wasn't popping
1: I mean think about the (laughs) cocaine in Miami in the 80s come on
0: why are you specifically thinking about Miami just because it sounds like a fun place
1: I I think like the Florida like Miami fashion.
0: Okay, I'm understanding.
1: Is like a, something classic that people reference like all the time. Like I saw someone oh. on TikTok had an 80s Miami themed wedding and like there oh. was Miami Vice on TV which I guess was like I don't iconic.
0: Really, I guess I don't really know anything about that. Mm. Well, it was a thing. Okay, I'm into it.
1: So yeah, that's I guess and it was like really neon colors, really colorful, really bright, really mm-hmm. toned up. Like nothing in the 80s was like dull. Oh. But you were like, take off the unitard. I think
0: that's. Take off the white one piece. Philly. Yeah.
1: This is also the time in the 80s when we see the rise of tennis bracelet. Oh. There was a player named Chris Evert at the US Open who lost her diamond tennis bracelet mid match and they paused the match until it was found, which is how some people argue we came to know tennis bracelets. Some argue it was being used earlier in the 70s, but still referring to the fact that she was wearing a diamond bracelet while playing tennis. Uh Like, either way, it was
0: like, look at this bougie bitch. A status symbol.
1: Yes. Yeah. She's wearing a bracelet to play tennis. A diamond one, nonetheless. Yeah. And so I didn't know until last night that, like, tennis bracelet refers to, like, diamond encrusted, like, all the way around bracelet.
0: Oh. It's like a
1: very, it's a
0: specific. I didn't know that either. Right? I thought it was any bracelet you wore you could wear it during tennis.
1: It also blows my mind that they're so strict about uniforms, yet jewelry is allowed. Because in most sports, jewelry is
0: not allowed. No, specifically not allowed.
1: Right. Like, they will be like, hey, you can't come into this game until you take off your jewelry. Yeah. So it really blows my mind that in tennis, they're like, no, no, no. As long as your undies are white, you can wear whatever jewelry you want.
0: <laughs> tennis is so elitist. It is. It's, it's problematic. So weirdly elitist. I'm like... Y'all are playing tennis. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't make any sense to You're me. You're grunting. Audibly.
1: If that's not as barbaric as it gets
0: like I don't know what it is. Y'all are grunting and mic'd up.
1: You're getting in touch with your
0: like me. Uh uh uh. Yeah, but huh. <laughs> Okay. That's to like to me. Close your eyes. Do mm-hmm. a tennis
1: grunt. Like swing your arm. You first do a grunt. Okay. Huh. <laughs> 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 My <laughs> <laughs> i would be good at tennis i think you yes <laughs> like a, it's
0: like an anime. that was like a wee sound like an that an- was like a wee
1: tennis i told
0: you i'm gonna start doing animation sound effects for our podcast <laughs> <Hi-yah>! <laughs> Ki-chow! That's, that's lightning queen
1: nailed it
0: yeah exactly yeah
1: after that things get i like in the 90s the 2000s this is what I start to think of, of as, like, more modern tennis wear. Um, from 88 to 90, Andre Agassi refused to do Wimbledon because of the all-white rule because he was really showing out in his career. bright colors. He was like, no, 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 I'm not going to wear all-white. Um, obviously, that only lasted for two mm-hmm. years. Um,
0: like when Will Smith boycotted the Grammys.
1: Exactly. Silly meaningless mm-hmm. whatever if you feel good about it then you yeah, should do that yeah uh in the 2000s you have maria sharapova rocking an all-white nike outfit that's inspired by a tuxedo it's got shorts it's got a collar it's really fucking cool um you and i i don't did you watch it i sent you or maybe you sent me a serena williams talking about her most iconic looks
0: you sent it to me and i did watch it
1: and it was just everything she, like Exactly. Sometimes in a sport, you'll have, like, a cool jersey. Like, teams will do cool jerseys. Yeah. And, like, the Olympics, they have, like, opening yeah. ceremony outfits, right? Which are always so Or, like, ugly. warm-up outfits. But the looks that come out of tennis, like, are truly yeah. astonishing to me.
0: Yeah. And, honestly, that video of Serena-, Serena Williams talking about her outfits did better than, again, to Slander Will Smith, that entire movie about him that was supposedly about Serena Williams you know did you you see that no because it was all about him
1: yeah i couldn't
0: just from the trailer i was like is this about venus and serena and no it was about their daddy it was about a
1: man but
0: specifically will smith which if will smith could portray you do some introspection (laughs) like that's not a good thing when i think about
1: tennis fashion today i think about the influence that it has in like streetwear and things we wear every day. So like skirts, Th- Bessie, that's a tennis skirt.
0: Yes, I was wondering that. I was like, wait, did we just rename a tennis skirt a skirt? Yeah, and it yeah. just
1: like doesn't have pockets for balls. Yeah, tennis paraphernalia has big pockets for
0: balls. Oh, literal balls. Yeah, tennis balls. Angela, I fully <laughs> was like, to the. Men wear squirts. Like I wasn't putting it together. They really have spaces for tennis balls? Yeah. Like on the side? Like mm-hmm. built in pockets? Yeah. So we just brought those back, but they put them on bike shorts.
1: Cause like imagine you're just running around the court looking for one single ball the whole game. It's gonna get tiring.
0: I oh, don't I believe it. That's why they have ball boys. Mm, yes.
1: Cause otherwise you don't want to chase that little fucker out. That's
0: true. I didn't know they had pockets. That's interesting.
1: Also the workout dress that TikTok couldn't shut up about this summer. Like that's a tennis dress. Literally. It's not, it's...
0: Oh, we're just renaming things. It's just flare leggings. It's
1: just like, I want to wear this and not play tennis.
0: I, I want to wear this and not feel like, and feel like I invented it, essentially. Yes. Stop culturally appropriating tennis, Gen Z. I
1: mean, I think that's their culture.
0: Oh, it fully is. I just think it's funny.
1: <laughs> the people that are wearing workout dresses, that's their culture.
0: People who like get And let me say I own out. one.
1: And I oh, you do? wore it to the club. And it oh, I fully everything. would wear it
0: out. I fully would wear it out.
1: Yeah, I don't wear it to work out in.
0: People who like look cute to work out. I mean, like kudos to you. I like don't get it, but kudos, I guess.
1: Yeah, I wear mine as like my little black dress.
0: <laughs> now that's funny. It's the queerest thing I'm you've like, ever said.
1: It's got a built-in bra. Like I'm going to the
0: club. No, because <laughs> we need to converse about this later. I have a genius Shark Tank idea for a built-in bra.
1: You don't want to talk about it now?
0: Do we have time? How much tennis do you have left?
1: I'm done with tennis.
0: Okay, so imagine this. Currently, built in bras or shelf bras, right, are a literal shelf, right? They attach like at the straps of whatever shirt or tank top you're wearing. And so, my problem with that is one, if they're not like the right, if they don't fit perfectly right and I move too much or lift my arms, my boobs, the bra comes up with the shirt, right? So, your boob comes at the bottom and it's just like sometimes i don't want well
1: and i would argue that's because it's not attached to the strap right like it's only here it can come from here down
0: oh yes and yeah the bottom of
1: the strap down yeah like it doesn't have a strap at the top to hold you in
0: yes it's barely designed yes for many reasons and sometimes i want i don't want to wear a real bra and i want to build, wear like something with a built-in bra but some built-in bras are too sports bra like
1: and i'm not and i'm not like an instagram model i can't be, i can't do under titty
0: no. no, oh God, no! It'll no, no. And so my idea is right, regular tank top, but the bottom half, the torso part, is like two layers. So one, the first top layer just looks like a shirt, and then it goes up, and the second layer layer is like a tube top around your torso that goes under your titties and like almost if you have armpit fat under your armpit fat. So then, it just means you're. It's essentially when you tuck your boobs under your. Your shirt under your boobs so the sweat catches there. It's essentially just that. And then you still have a little bit of like, not lift, but a little bit of something because you have a top, a little top holding them up. Like, it's genius. It's a combination of tucking my shirt under my titties to catch the sweat and a built in bra, but also a not bra built in bra. And it's
1: giving you enough to do exactly what a built in bra is doing because, yeah, be honest, like a built in bra is not. It's not a real bra. It's not lifting. That's the
0: problem is people. It's
1: not doing what middle aged women want a bra to do.
0: People are treating built in bras as if they're real bras or designing them as if they're real bras. And I'm like, I just need a little something. A little bit of. I just need something really to like
1: make it. Yes, catch the boob sweat and also like keep them from flopping.
0: Yeah, maybe a little bit of a. But I'm imagining (laughs) the second layer purely just under, underneath.
1: I think, I think you should make a prototype i think that's smart i
0: i was that's all i want all i do is tuck my titty like today i was like i don't want to wear a real bra i don't want to wear a sports bra i'm gonna wear a tank top and just tuck it under my tits like and that's enough
1: i think that's so smart i think that's so smart
0: i just think it's the future and i bet it would be so comfy just to not have to tuck not have to tuck your titty all the time Mm -hmm. it's like those people who invented ta-ta towels have you seen yeah, those? Yeah, the, the towels just, like, like hold it. Yeah, like go around the back of your neck, and then they just <laughs> scoop each boob like Which ice I think cream. would drive me
1: insane because I hate a halter.
0: Yeah, I don't think it would be comfortable. I do kind of want one, especially because I have a lot of like boob on the side. But I, I can't do think imagine. it would
1: be So nice after a shower to have like a towel mm-hmm. staying under your titty because I swear to God it never gets dry under there, and I know that's disgusting. And I it doesn't. I said it. It doesn't get dry under there.
0: No, it I never did.
1: dries initially, and then it keeps getting sweatier.
0: So hear me out. I saw someone on TikTok who invented like a, it looked like a panty liner, but you put it under your like rolls. under your folds. Yeah, yeah you I under, saw like, her. Yeah, yeah, like fat rolls and stuff. Uh huh. And genius because so smart. It gets wet in there. Um, imagine this: another layer on your underwear. Once it's under your belly, once it's on top of your belly.
1: Did you see?
0: a ah, big finger.
1: I've been seeing a lot of wonderful inventions for fat people on the TikTok.
0: hmm
1: I recently saw someone talking about their fat mattress, and I was like... Yeah. Oh, my God. I never knew.
0: Yeah. But now I know. Fat people go through mattresses faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And bed frames. When I got this new bed frame that you helped me put together, mm-hmm. um, I, like, was researching forever, looking at comments like, fat, fat people, fat mattress, fatness, two fat people, fat couple. Like... I "fat," that "fat," though. "fat," "fat." Um, Yeah, when I get a new mattress, I don't know if, you know how I feel about mattresses. I want, like, springs in it, but I would like one specifically for fat people. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: My mattress has springs in it, and sometimes I feel it, like, like, I feel one of the springs, like. Oh, really? Just, like, kind of go back and, like, shift back into place. That's funny. Just, like, under my butt. That's so funny. I love it. (laughs) I swear I've had it for years.
0: Yeah, my mattress is my favorite thing so fucking old
1: my my mattress that i own is foam and i really love it my mattress that i'm sleeping on now is springs and i also really love it i love a hard mattress the harder the better you do like a hard mattress i like it to be firm bitch do not move under me like i just need a nice wooden bench
0: you are just like raven simone you want to sleep on a rock
1: (laughs) (laughs) me and raven simone
0: Please listen to the podcast where Raven Simone talks about how her wife wanted to try out sleeping on a rock, so she bought her like a king size rock.
1: And now Raven sleeps on it on the floor or some shit.
0: I really think, I can't tell if I just like. And that's why I want to be part of a lesbian
1: couple. Because what man is sleeping on a rock for you?
0: Literally. Because I don't know if I just idolize Raven Simone, if I think we just like get along really well, or if I want to like eat her out until we both pass away. Like, I don't know. I don't know, but I I just want everything for her and I want to be a part of it. That's, I think that's gay panic. <laughs> yeah, Raven right Simone fling like it. You fully just described like <laughs> gay panic. Okay, that makes sense because when people say that, I'm like, I don't get what you're talking about. But then I saw oh, she did a new video for some YouTube channel and I was like, I love you. Because
1: either way, it's gay. Like, if it's you're like, funny. I want to be I love her, you. it's like, I want to be that gay icon. Or it's like, yeah. I want to fuck her. It's like, that's gay too.
0: Yeah. Or like I've looked up you since I was a child. Gay. <laughs> it's it's gay. I
1: f- thought you were so cool when I was a kid.
0: I did boycott her for a hot two weeks because I found out that she wore a weave and I had internalized racism.
1: <laughs> I had a realization today, I think. Uh-huh. Not today. Recently, about lesbianism and childhood. When we you know how you would play like house or talk about like, oh I'ma have this many kids and a husband. Mm-hmm. I was like i don't can't really picture myself with a husband and i thought that was always because i could never get married but maybe it's because i wasn't picturing myself.
0: no with because him. that's the one that was a huge <laughs> realization for me when i came out as a lesbian was like i did that too or like i think i would like i'd be like sh- i always pictured myself having a wedding i pictured myself with kids i never pictured a man Never. Never once. And I was like, oh, I just haven't met the right person. Wait,
1: right, like I haven't met the right man or like I'm just destined to be single forever. No, bitch. And then when You're I when I was
0: by, I was like, okay, well it could be a woman, so I'll just picture a woman. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely I'm by, I'm by, I'm by. But I just don't want to marry a man. <laughs> bitch, you are a lesbian.
1: Well, that's what really clicked into place for me it was like I was like, I don't I can't. I can't envision doing one with a man nor Oh no do, Nor do I want to Like no. I have no urge to do it and I was like, I tried
0: so hard to make it work.
1: I was me too And then I was like oh I'm
0: gay I'm so proud of you for that. Thank you. This is really amazing. It took a lot. It takes a fucking lot. You witnessed me come into it, so I understand. Uh huh. I was like, maybe this one. And then I was like, you know what, if this one doesn't work out, I guess I'm just a lesbian. Like I was like, I guess this one will be the one. And if they're not, I'm a lesbian.
1: <laughs> and you were right.
0: And I was right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Two lesbians.
0: Two lesbians. Who would have thought? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody who's ever known us. Everybody. <laughs> it was quite our ridiculous. mothers. <laughs> our friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oops. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Nishad's Pod.
0: That's niceties like niceties with an H.
1: Have a good night.
0: (coughs) Bye-bye.